these areas in our lives that we're talking about. And, and we've, we've talked about how the, the Lord speaks in that quiet whisper, and, and there's the enemy who's virtually powerless, but he shouts these life-stealing lies, and unfortunately we, we often sort of buy into them. And, and we, we talked uh, last week, I said, you know, I like things to help me um, remember where I'm at and what I'm doing. And so, uh, if you've been coming to the vineyard at any length of time, you know we have this, this mission thing where I, I go all the time, be thankful for five things, encourage two people, so we can get one lost child back to dead. One more back to dead. You've seen me do it, you've heard it, and you know, it rests in a scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.21, that 5.21 um, is a scripture that talks about Jesus becoming, uh, our, you know, taking on our sin, becoming sin for us in effect, so that we might become the righteousness of God. And that, that, that is the idea of living rightly before Him. And that all of that is tied into being thankful, gets our minds right, encouraging others, which helps us be involved in mission. So we can get one more lost child back to dead. And last week I said, well, for this sort of, um, um, what we're doing now, I have another one of those things. And, and uh, I like um, circles being completed. I, I like it when, and we, we, we laughed about this last week, but... You know, sometimes we get something started and we don't finish it. And I was talking about how it's like sometimes um, if someone will use something and not put it back. Does anybody ever experience that? Someone will use something and not put it back. And then when you go to get it, it's not there anymore. And it's not the end of the world, but it's frustrating. And so we always have called that, you know, in, in my, my house, finish your circles. If you take something, that's fine, and you use it. Then make sure it ends back up where you took it. So that the next person who needs it, so we call that completing circles. So I like having circles completed whenever possible. We do that. So anyway, so so we're we're be thankful for five things, encourage two people, so we can get one lost child back to God. Second Corinthians five twenty one. It's part of our mission. Okay, so uh, here's here's what I introduced to you last week. Just help remember, as one more, because we're we're all one more if we're in Christ. Then there's, there's these two wells that I talked about last week that we need to decide who we're going to drink, which one we're going to drink from. God's well of living water or the broken wells that we create in our own strength that, are, that don't hold water. And in effect, the enemy's right there helping us dig those wells. So as one more, which well am I going to drink from? And hopefully I'm going to choose to drink from the living well, the living water, God's well. And there's five areas. So you see, I like five, two, one. Now we're back one, two, five. Five areas we need to deal with in order to make that happen. Praying well, living well, eating well, moving well, and resting well. These are the five areas that we're talking about in this entire series. And we'll talk about all five on Sunday nights, but but we're going to talk more about um, the three physical aspects of those areas. And we'll, we'll keep talking about praying well and living well on Sunday mornings. And so that the one verse about the two wells is Jeremiah 2.13. My people have done two evils. They have turned away from me the spring of living water, and they have dug their own wells, which are broken wells that cannot hold water. So, so those are the two wells that we talked about, and this is the disciples' well, and there's a lot of wells in this series, praying well. So it's a well theme, all right? But uh, just how I like this verse, you know, I, I, we have 2 Corinthians 5.21 that I get. So for the one two five. There's another great verse that's, that that one's backed up by. And it's not your notes, but I'm going to read it to you. It's James 1, 25. Isn't that nice how that works? But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom 
and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. So as the, you know, a, a people of mission, becoming one more, choosing how we're going to live, and then doing these areas, and, and finding out that all this stuff is, is how he wants us to live in the Word, as we take it in and as we do it, then that's when we end up being blessed in our lives. So that's when we experience the full and abundant life that God has for us. So it's taking these in. I like this verse right above it too. And I don't know if any of you relate to it, but I certainly relate to it. It's in verse 23. Well, 22 starts this way. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. This is James 1, by the way. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Those are the preceding... And why I think those are funny is... is uh, I don't know if any of you ever have done this, but I used to look into a mirror and uh, when I was a little larger. And whenever I got in the mirror, I would... Did anybody ever do that? I'd pull in my stomach as far as I could go. Just as far as it could go. And I'd look in the mirror and go, Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> And then I'd head out for the day. And then that wouldn't stay that way any longer. But I always got a chuckle out of that. Oh yeah, that looks, that, that looks really good. So, uh, these are the areas that we have to deal with in our lives. And um, like I said, in the, in, in the next season of these, these meetings on Sunday nights, I want to talk about the, the physical areas more because we'll deal with the, the spiritual areas on Sunday mornings. And uh, they're all connected though. And you'll see them connecting throughout each other in our lives. Um, Third John Chapter 1, verse 2. This is in the, in the handouts. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. So as we continue to press into the Lord, praying well and living well, the idea is that these other areas of our lives that we'll enjoy good health and in these other areas in our lives as well. So I want to spend time um, talking about each of the three areas and, then, and rather than just get consumed in one, we'll sort of break them up and talk about them each week and then we're going to come back and keep digging deeper into them over time, particularly now eating well, moving well, and resting well. And, um, and so this week I want to talk a little about eating well, just sort of an introduction. Next week we'll do sort of an introduction on moving well and the week after that we'll do an introduction on resting well and then we'll come back and we'll work through these areas again and they'll flow in and out of praying well and living well as we go. So uh, I want to talk about eating well today because it's an important part of life. And I want to just kind of read you some scriptures and then we'll have a little discussion about that. and We'll see where we're at. Maybe we'll have, if there's any questions, we'll deal with that. We might do a little more worship. We'll see where we're going. So here's some, here's some uh, scripture verses about, about eating well and what that looks like. Genesis 1.29. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, these will be yours for food. When everything started out, that's what they had to eat. They had, uh, it's okay, I just, it wasn't power failure, it's just lights changing, that's good. All right, so, so in, the, in the beginning then they, they ate fruits and vegetables and all that was cool. And uh, so that was very good. Now Genesis 9 comes along, Genesis 9, 3. And here we go. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you. And just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. So now there's more choices in, in uh, what was available to eat. All right? So, so it went from just kind of fruits and veggies to here you go. It's opened up. Now you can have everything. Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, verse 15 through 19. 
Nothing outside a man can make him unclean by going into him. Rather, it's what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull, he asked. Don't you think it's funny that Jesus said that? How would you have felt if you were one of the guys hanging out? Jesus, what were you talking about? Are you really that dull? (laughs) Um, And apparently the answer would be, yes, we are. Now tell us what you meant. Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, and then out of his body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. So, just think this is fascinating stuff. Romans 14, 1 through 4. Accept him whose faith is weak, without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to eat everything. But another man whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not. And the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does. For God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Um, And that verse is more talking about food that had been sacrificed to idols. And... uh, uh, particularly meat, and so in the meat markets at the time, all this meat was being sold that had been sacrificed to idols, and so it was difficult for um, for some believers to eat that meat, thinking that it was an issue. And Paul was saying, "Look, you know, if you, it's not an issue unless it's it's an issue for you. Um, and don't get all caught up in this whole process. Just kind of listen for the Lord and 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 respond to Him, and don't be judging everybody else for what they're doing if, if God's calling you to do something different. That's true in, in pretty much every area of life. 1 Corinthians six twelve, Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. And there we go. That's a pretty significant verse. Um, because a lot of things, I think... Um, can master us when we start moving away from being reasonable and moderate into allowing some of the stuff that our issues to get up and get in the way and and allow us to be mastered by things in our lives. And so it's it's certainly a, an area we need to be aware of. First Corinthians six nineteen and twenty. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now, I I know I just kind of read you a bunch of scripture, but my, my, uh, my hope is you'll take some time over the next week and next weeks and sort of consider some of these verses because they, they sort of tie into what, what this idea of eating well looks like. Now, um, let me continue the discussion this way. Uh, this, these ideas, these five areas, will relate to anything and everything sort of that we do, um, particularly in the areas that the enemy has sort of... Uh, gotten us off track and and, in which we end up being um, sort of way out of control on. And so uh, in case you didn't know, let me tell you that I have some food issues. Um, If you've known me for any length of time, you you know that to be true. Uh, I I have some issues with food. I have some general addiction sort of situations in my life that have been the history of my life. You know, 
before I knew Christ, I, I had drug addiction. And, and uh, I, it's part of my, it's part, just part of my brokenness, is that it's something I have to be very much aware of. And, and so in, in my life and in trying to deal with these situations, you know, the, the, the drug thing was one thing because you just stopped doing drugs. Um, that's pretty much how you deal with that. And then there's fallout. But food is completely different because you, it, so far as I know, you just can't stop eating food and continue to make it. And so, so it, it becomes this situation in our lives. And I was, I was trying to explain the other day my, my, my broken thought process um, to my wife and what it looks like. And so I was talking to her about one of these. I don't know if you've ever seen these. This is a kind bar. This is a like that is kind, right? It's a it's a it's a nice little bar, really. It, it is fascinating. It's um it's only about 180 calories, uh, which isn't overly bad for something like this. It's it's mostly fruit and nuts and honey, and uh, there's n- not a lot of preservatives in it or anything. It's a fairly healthy thing to eat. Um, they taste really good, um, and uh, I discovered them at some point not that long ago. And here's the only problem that I find with them, and I don't know if you'll relate to this or not. They're just not big enough. <laughs> this is not big enough. So let me tell you about my food issues then, and, and maybe you can relate. And, and your issue may not be food, maybe something else, but maybe you can relate to the feeling. Here's what happens. When I finish one, I want another one. In fact, while I'm eating one, Rather than just enjoy it, after a couple of bites, I start thinking that I really would like another one while I'm eating this one. And it starts to take away from just being able to eat this one normally. And then I start thinking about how I could justify popping in another. And really, you, know, you think, well, it's a, it's a kind bar for crying out loud. 180 calories, fruits and nuts. How can it get bad? But, but oops, I think a nut dropped out of it. I'll have to get that for later. When, where'd it go? Yeah, some of you might have food issues too. So, so I start thinking about how to rationalize. Well, a second one would be okay, and then the problem is really even even two doesn't quite see. It's this really twisted thing, and the the problem is, I actually experience loss. I don't know how else to describe it. I feel loss. At, 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 while I'm eating this, that it's going to be done. Isn't that bizarre? I don't know if you can relate to that in any area of your life, but I bet you can, that there's some of your life. So, so that rather than just enjoy it normally, um, it, it causes me to go through this whole range of emotion. And it, and it still happens. And, and I have to, I, I, you know, why isn't one enough? For people without food issues, this is plenty. It's not, even a, it's not even something that they deal with. It's like, so, what's, well, I don't get the issue. So you've got other issues. I'm just trying to get you tapped into mine. Um, why is it an issue? Why is it that I always want more? Why is it, you know, if one Big Mac is good, two are better? Why is that a problem? And it's because I'm broken. See, see this part of me is, is still broken. There's, there's something about the kind bar that makes me feel good, and I don't want it to end. I just don't want it to be over. And when it does, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I mean, that's as, as, as deep as I can make that. I mean, you, you may not notice it in me, but these things are, these things are popping around in my brain. I'm, I don't want it to be done. 
I, I, and then, you know, can I have another one? When, when can I have another one? And, 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 you know, how many are there? Should I go buy some more and stick them somewhere? Should, and, and all these are weird food issues that happen and, and impact us in, in so many ways. And, and the struggle is this, with all these areas that we need to balance, um, at some level, I have to be willing to be sad and then trust, this is a big deal, that God will move into those areas in my life. And, and it's a struggle um, because I've, I've eaten for comfort for most of my life. For most of my life, this has been how I've comforted myself. I, I, drug addiction stuff I turned to and then after that, this was kind of more legitimate than anything. And so when, when, I'm, uh, when I'm upset, I think about how something eating something would make me feel better. When I'm happy, how it would be better by eating something. How every social occasion was always something to eat about. See, and, and the problem was it, was it was just not in a good spot in my life. Um, I showed you a picture of me last week. Let me, there's another one. Okay. So I, this is a good picture. I like this. I was digging through pictures. This is January of 2010. Now, wh- one of the things I, I think you noticed, check out the angle on that guitar. What happened? <laughs> What happens when you have a belly and you start playing guitar? Uh, it, all of a sudden, it's like the thing that you... What's the one called that used that lays flat? Huh? Yeah, dobro. It ends up being more like a dobro because it's almost flat because your belly has it kicked up. And it becomes kind of funny to play. And also notice this. I think you'll get a kick out of this. Um, uh, because here, here's the thing. Here's a tip. Um, when, when, all you really ever need to do is wear a big shirt open over a t-shirt and then no one will ever notice that you have a belly. Because it hides it perfectly. This was my thought process. And, uh, you know, I was, I was telling someone the other day, when, when I would put on a t-shirt, um, I would stretch it out first. I'd have to, I always needed more space in the t-shirt. I'd say again, I only say those things because you need to see some of the craziness that goes on inside of us in what's happening. And and, uh, this was, you know, just all part of the things in life. So I have to learn continually to not listen to the life-stealing lies of the enemy because what he wants me to do is to keep doing what I used to do, was to take these, these situations into my own hands, to drink from my own broken well, to, to comfort myself illegitimately with food. And, and what I need to do is learn to trust that God is my comfort. And, and that's where I find life. And this is in, true in every area. That, that I have to understand that life is always going to be found in Him, not into anything else that I turn to. And yet the, these things just kind of sneak up on us and get a hold of us. So a few years ago, um, when I finally said, you know, I, uh, uh, this is just so out of control. I've got to start working on this. And um, I, I, so I started making some changes in my life. And my wife would, would tell me, I don't, I don't really remember it, but she told me at first, the first process, um, that at night she would often hear me whining, almost whimpering, um, at, at, because I, 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 you know, I was coming to grips with it. And... I was still, it wasn't like I wasn't eating. I was eating plenty, but I wasn't eating for comfort's sake. And, and what was happening was just this expression of mourning, um, the, the, the loss that I was experiencing. You know, it seemed like it was hunger, but it wasn't because I, I wasn't really hungry. It was just uh, all of a sudden I'm having to allow myself to just sit there in God and, and trust that he's going to meet me there um, in, in this broken place. 
And 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 it was it's hard. It's it's kind of scary. It's it's um, it's difficult. And and I had to just instead of satisfying my own needs, I had to trust that God was going to meet me in those places. And and He did, and He does. And and that's why when I talk about the prayer part of what we do, why that's so critical is you've got to have that connection with God established, and and it's got to be a, a vital part of your life. You know, I've, I've been a believer now since um, 1985, so I'm coming up on 30 years. And I've been in the ministry full-time since 1990 as a pastor. And so I've always had a, a, a type of prayer life, always, um, since that happened. And, and, uh, and, and you, you've probably heard me talk about this at some point. So I've, I've, I've always understood that my relationship with God couldn't be reduced just to being professional because I have to dig into the scripture and those things to do what I do. I have to have a personal relationship just like you guys have to, regardless of what you do. But there was um, a point for me just before I, I started to move into some of these areas of my life where I, I did step up that connection. There was something that just occurred to me that, that I could dig deeper into my relationship with God. And, and why I make a big point out of that all the time is reading the Bible and spending time in prayer is that that's sort of the foundation for all the other opportunities we can have to make changes. That's, that's when we can go and start answering that question, do you want to get well? Because if you're not connected well, it's very hard to sense his presence. And when you're, when you're in those moments where you are absolutely raw and, and, and just have to trust that he's going to meet you there, um, if, you, if you're not spending some time in connection, you, you, you most likely are going to not be able to take it and you'll go and try and fix it again in your own strength. And so um, of all the things that we talk about, before you work on changing anything, if you feel led to change anything, you've got to start with that connection with God. That's got to become a, a priority in your life. And we have to deal with the fact that the enemy has stolen that from us by getting us distracted. And, and as believers, thinking that other things are more important than spending time in the book and hanging out at his feet and, and just making that a priority in our lives every day. So... Um, Part of eating well, if, if you're a food issue person, and I don't, I don't know who's what, um, is learning to enjoy food appropriately. And a, a lot of it is portion control. See, so like I said, for that, that's, pro- that's normal for most people. That's great, you know. Some people I know can, well, I'll just have half now and half later. That makes me insane. <laughs> Two bites, oh, that was delicious. I'm like, well, what about the rest of it? Ah, just put it away and I'll get it later. Seriously? Give me that. <laughs> and you dropped a peanut. Can I have that? Are you going to eat that? There's a raisin. Um, so a lot of it's about portion stuff. And maybe you can relate to this as well. When it came to food, my eyes were broken. That's the only way I can describe it. My eyes, when it comes to food, were completely broken. And, and really, they still are um, in a lot of ways. So, so what I've had to do um, is learn what a normal portion is. And that's a shocking thing. So I actually measure food out. Um, not, not obsessively, because now I'm pretty good with it. And you know, a lot of things, I eat fruit and stuff that I just want. But like pasta. A normal serving of pasta is a cup. So uh, do, do you know what a cup is? Do you know what a cup looks like? It's really not very much. 
And I, my eyes are broken, so I would go a cup and I have a plate full. That is not a cup. That's like five cups. And, and then wonder why it's an issue. See, it's, it's because my eyes are broken. And I, I, uh, it, this whole thing, comfort, it's good, I'll eat it, it's going to be great. And, and, uh, and so, so I had to start kind of getting into um, to connect portions and what portions look like. And then having to deal with the loss that I described to you earlier, which is a shocking deal. So, you know, how much a tablespoon of something is and how often I would just eat stuff without even thinking about it. Um, it, it just, you know, a taste of this and a taste of that and, a, and none of these things ever counted. You know what I mean? And, and so, uh, you know, I think I described it last week. When I would prepare a meal, I would be eating while I was preparing. I would eat the meal more than I should and then I'd be eating while I was cleaning up. And, and just those things didn't count. And I would, um, you know, at some point I'd realize I was in too much. I would hide what I was eating. I'm sure none of you have ever done that. You know, just on the way home before dinner, stop at the Tom Thumb and fire up one of those sandwiches. And then, you know, trying to figure out what to do with the wrapper and get all the crumbs off. And then you smell like one of those sandwiches. There's no way to hide that. One of my friends called those sandwiches the other day. I thought this was great. A nuke and puke. (laughs) I'd never heard of that before. A nuke and puke. But it was a pretty good description. And, 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 you know, just uh, these things in there, because it was, but it's comforting, see? But but it's embarrassing and you get stuck in these things. So... I had to learn about, I'm I'm still learning, portions and and trying to deal with them and what that looks like. And then uh, another thing is watching foods that trigger um, me into more foods. And there are some things that I've realized that if I I eat that, that it really is hard for me to stop. And so I, I often just kind of avoid those foods. I don't think I'll have to do it forever, but there are some things that trigger me into very hard, it's very hard to satisfy that craving. So I'm just very, very cautious um, with those food. And so, um, like, you know, th- this almost like a trigger for me. I I just, since that one time, the, the, I had that thing and I, I, my description was because I ate like four before I kind of finished. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not good. You know, that's, a, that's not right. So I, ha- I haven't been eating them, um, but I might eat this one when we're done. <laughs> I might not. Triggers are strange. So, so like the other, the other day, Alice had a, had a candle burning in the house. It's a, one of those scentsy things. And it smelled like cake. It smelled like cake. Exactly like cake. Can I tell you that, that I struggled all night wanting cake? We didn't have any cake, which was a good thing. But I literally thought about one point about making a cake. Um, None of you ever deal with strange stuff like this. What can I do to satisfy now this cake longing I have that's coming from a candle? And I had to, I, again, I, so I'm, I'm actually battling that weird stuff because I, now I want cake that there wasn't any cake of. And so um, these are just some thoughts that, that you know, and, and like I said, if food's not your thing, um, you know, in eating well, we sort of are talking about all those things that we're going to take in. To us, you know, if you might have areas in other issues, but the, that loss part makes sense to you and, and why it's an issue. So uh, I wanted to introduce those things, have you thinking about them, and we'll talk more about, you know, specifically eating well uh, in the weeks ahead. But I, I did want to give you one idea uh, to think about as far as uh, if, if, if maybe food is an issue for you and, uh, and just common sense about eating well, because that's really what it takes, it's, it's common sense, because there's a lot of you know, diets out there and there's a lot of tricks and a lot of fads 
and none of them work because ultimately if they don't help you deal with the portion of what you're eating and starting to get your eyes fixed, um, you'll just bounce right back into whatever you're doing. So here's, here's the reality of science in this process. Um, it takes 3,500 calories to burn a pound of fat. That's the science. 3,500 calories will burn off a pound of fat. So, if you burn 500 calories more a day than you take in, you will lose a pound every week. And, and that's good. Um, unless you, own, you like weigh 90 pounds, then don't do that. <laughs> but, but if you're hoping to make some, some changes in your life, don't go for radical. See, that's the radical stuff. Is If you've heard me talking about everything, you've got to start this stuff kind of slow. Don't, don't go for huge. Just kind of find a spot that goes, okay, well, that doesn't sound too bad. Um, let's just try and get 500 calories difference between what we take in and what we burn on the way out. If we can get what we burn to be more than what we take in, your body will engage and you will nicely begin to lose weight in a very sort of normal way. It took me three years to lose my weight. I, I did a couple of fairly good chunks, but then it's just been sort of consistent to get down to a reasonable, manageable, healthy weight. Three years. It's a long time because I'm a, I'm a goal-oriented person, and so, but, but three years is, is okay. And I still watch my, my intake against what I burn so I can maintain weight. Um, so it's just sort of a, an added. So it's not magic. It's not tricks. It's just portion control to get your calorie intake under your calorie output. So let's talk about action steps and then I, uh, I'll take a few questions and maybe we'll worship a little bit before we go. So here's what I want you to do and I talked about this last week. So these action steps are kind of like homework. Um, I, I hope that you'll do them, at least be thinking about them. Um, last week we talked about praying well. And I said, you know, let's, let's start with the Psalms in the morning and the evening. And if you didn't hear me preach about that two weeks ago or even today's, you should go back and listen to those. I think they'll be helpful. And then keep reading the Psalms um, five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night. Just to stay there. If, if I could get everybody to do that, we're going to be well on the way to making some huge changes. All right? It's just building that habit into our lives. Reading the Psalms in the morning, reading the Psalms at night. The what psalms to read are on my website, the church website. It says daily salt intake. Click that link. It'll tell you what psalms to read every day. Um, eating well. Now, I said last week, and, and if you didn't do it last week, that's fine. You can start this week. I want you to start writing down everything that you take in. Okay? I want you to journal it. I just want you to start making a note of it. Because there's something about just being aware and I also told you this, that none of this will have an impact on you if you're not honest. Um, there's no shame here, it's just reality. We're just trying to deal with the reality of the fact that we're broken in some areas. And whatever it is, write it down. So, because there, there's something powerful about writing it down that you have to deal with. And so, if you didn't start that, start it now. Along with that now, I want you to start thinking about what calories look like in the things that you're taking in. And there's lots of ways to do that. You can Google these things. Maybe you can get a book. There's free apps if you have an iPhone um, or a, a smartphone of any sort. Um, I use one called MyFitnessPal that um, has this huge database of food. You type in what it is and how much you ate, and it'll tell you how many calories are in it. And start becoming aware of your calorie input. 
again, still not asking you to change anything, just to become aware of what you're doing. Just start looking at how many calories you're actually taking in. Um, it can be extremely eye-opening how many calories are in certain things. I had no idea when I started how many calories were in lots of things and some things are so, so filled with calories it's mind-blowing. And I would just think I was a good choice. It was a good healthy choice. Like, you know, I've eaten salad. You wouldn't, I know by looking at some of those pictures of me, I was always a big salad eater. But do you know a lot of times, but when I ordered a salad, I always want ranch dressing was my favorite and I always needed extra ranch dressing. So do you know that by the time you get a salad with two dressings on it, do you know how many calories are in that bad boy? 1,500 maybe? I'm serious. Like, like and you think you're being good so that later on you can have a bowl of ice cream. You know what I mean? Well, I only had a salad for dinner. Yeah, but you drenched it in ranch dressing. What's the just dressing? How bad can that be? Really bad. But see, we, we're not aware. I wasn't aware. And, and so we begin to make bad choices. Um, <laughs> go look up the calorie intake for one of the blooming onions at Outback. It'll, 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 never mind. We go to Outback. I still love Outback, you know, but I can't eat that thing. And they always order one when I go at the table, and I have to look at it, smell it. That's a trigger for me, though. There's no way I could. Some things are just too good. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't, don't ask me to eat one little piece of that. I don't know how people do that. That's wrong. I want half of it. That's calories for like a week. Um, so I, I want you to start thinking about that. Just write it down. If you, you know, if your food is your thing, and even if it's not, just eating well is so important. We eat poorly, and it, it, it impacts us in other areas. If you don't eat right, then it impacts your moving, which impacts your resting, which impacts your spiritual life, which impacts the way that you live. All of them impact each other. Moving well. Homework this week. I'd like for you to email me some ideas for moving that are actually fun. Because I, I think sometimes people don't move because they think it's boring. There's excuses. I don't have time. Uh, you know, it's no fun to, uh, to, to move or whatever. There's too many things happening. Um, moving it should be a fun part of your life. We're, we're created to move. And it, it, it's good for us. And so um, I want you to think about some, some, some things that, are, that, that have moving in them that are fun. Um, that you would enjoy. It shouldn't be boring. Like um, Alice and I the other day, we went to Bay of Honda and we just walked that beach as far as you could walk and we were walking over driftwood and trees and, and it was beautiful and it was nice and it was a beautiful day it was great exercise and then you know it didn't feel like exercise because that word we don't like that word it was just good so I want you to think about some things and then email to them to me um, you can find my uh, you can go to the website and hit the contact page or my email address is, is Steve Laws, which is S-T-E-V-E-L-A-W-E-S at gmail.com Email me some ideas, um, you know, just some homework about things that you might be able to, well, that wouldn't be so bad, I could do that, you know, so, so whatever it might be, I know some of you are kayakers and some of you do some other things, but things that would just get you moving that you may not normally do. And I, I'm thinking maybe we can incorporate some of these ideas into some affinity groups in the future to do some fun things, starting a softball affinity group again Thursday, we got the workout one, kayak groups will get going again. Um, I'm thinking in a few weeks, maybe those of you would like, we'll, we'll meet here on a Saturday morning, we'll announce it, and we'll go for a walk, and we'll just pray as we walk through the neighborhoods. Um, sort of, in core, you know, get two things going with, with one thing, and, and walking is good. Um, so think about some things like that, and if you have some good ideas, email them to me. And uh, things that you might be able to say, okay, I want to go and do that. Um, 
I found, you know, for years, because of my other issues, I was saying no to things that I would have liked to have said yes to, um, that, that were physical, because it just was uncomfortable, whatever. And um, starting to do things again. It's, I mean, like, Douglas and I go play tennis now. And I didn't play tennis for years. And you can tell because I'm terrible at tennis. But uh, I used to be okay. But it's just kind of fun getting back out there again, playing tennis, going snorkeling. Just, they, these are fun things. And, and um, I, I was saying no to so many things um, that I, I would have liked to say yes to. And it was because I was kind of stuck. So, so anyway... Do that. And remember, I said this too, um, if you haven't been moving much, before you start moving, please go see a doctor and make sure you, you're okay. I mean, that's just sense, all right? Uh, when, before I started to lose weight, I went and saw my doctor. I said, listen, i got to do something. How, am, am I going to be able to do it? And he was like, go ahead. Um, living well, keep trying to do the next right thing, and then resting well. Again, make this a priority and not a luxury. If you're not sleeping right, it, you, you'll eat badly. And it will impact your spiritual life, which will impact the way that you live, and then you won't have time to move, and all this stuff will be a mess. And then, again, um, I'd encourage you to start a journal. And I also talked to you about my Twitter idea. And I, I use this little... I like rhymes, you, you know, if you know me, trying to remember things. And, and so uh, I use Twitter to tweet myself, um, which sounds funny. Uh, I tweet myself. I made a separate Twitter account that's not the one that I normally use. Not that I'm a big Twitter person anyway, but I use Twitter, the tweeter, whatever it is, the birdie thing. When I I do a Bible study or a message and it gets videotaped and it's online, I tweet that, hey, it's up and running if anybody wants to see it. That's pretty much what I do with my my Twitter account. Um, So I started another one and I tweet, okay, well, this is what I ate because I don't always have something to write with. I'll just tweet myself. This is what I just ate. This is how I just moved because I like to track that. This is what I worked out. This is... Um, you know, I spent, I got some, this was my prayer time today. Just quick notes to myself that I'm doing this stuff. And so I, I came up with these ideas. Tweet when you entreat. That's when you pray. And uh, um, that's praying well. Tweet before you eat. I found that if I take some time and tweet it before I eat it, especially if I'm about to eat something I shouldn't, stopping tweet it will make me go, okay, don't have four kind bars. Um, tweet your moving feet. When you actually just tweet, hey, I move, this is movement, because ultimately, you know, we'd like to get up to like 30 minutes a day of moving, but not yet, just five, whatever. Um, living well, I call this one tweet before you cheat. Um, and, and I say that because it's when you, when you don't choose wisely, you're cheating yourself out of life, and you're going along with the plans of the enemy. So tweet it, and a lot of times just stopping, when you're about to make a decision that you know you shouldn't, just stopping and thinking about it will usually get you to stop doing what you're about to do. It's the honesty thing that we're dealing with. I was, I'm, I, this is what I want to do, and I'm not gonna. I don't think so. Tweet it, and then and and then I call resting well. Tweet when you retreat. Not that we're running away, but it's like retreat with the Lord. And on the website, do you want to get well? Which is the initials for that D Y W. I can't do initials. Um, see, thank you. Oh yeah, I have a shirt. D Y W T D W. And I have a wristband. Yeah, I didn't think about either one. Uh, speaking of that, there are wristbands in the back. Um, these are good. If you want, there's some back there. Just grab them on your way out. Uh, I like the wristband. It helps make questions. Um, uh, it's, so it's, it's thoseinitials.com. We'll take this website. And I'm, it's, it's, it's functional, and I'm still working on it. Um, but I have, I have this list there that I tweet to, which is the list is called Tweet Yourself Well. There's instructions about how to get to that list. I have to go back and revisit them. So if you would like to tweet to that list too, it's just, you know, it's just on the website. Um, 
you can you can sign up for that list and I'll make you a part of it. And and then, you know, you can see what other people are kind of dealing with and what they're doing throughout the day. But don't feel like you have to. It's just an option for you if you'd like to get involved. So that's my little discussion on food issues. And uh, we'll be talking next week, uh, uh, do an intro about moving well. And then, so that's why I want some of your ideas about moving well. And then um, we'll talk about resting well. And then we'll dig deeper into each one of those. So uh, that's enough. I talk a lot on Sunday nights. Um, so I, I would take a few minutes. I think we'll, um, we'll close here in a minute. I do want to pray for everybody again. And I think we'll do a little, we'll do a little worship, Doug, if you want to get set up. But if you have any, um, any questions, um, now is an opportunity. Uh, you can ask me, um, and I will, I will do my best to answer the questions that, that you might have if you have any. Does anybody have a question? Krista. Okay, great question. How do you deal with guilt and shame, which is perfect when you, in whatever issue, when you have um, moved in a direction that you shouldn't? What do you do? Because the, our adversary loves guilt and shame. We talked about he loves, oh, that's, that's one of his favorite things. Because at some point you'll just go, well, I blew it now. What difference does it make? And you can pound on way past four kind bars once you've blown it. You know what I mean? It's like, forget it and give me the ice cream. And, uh, you know, ice, and ice cream's not good enough without peanuts and chocolate sauce and maybe some peanut butter <laughs> spun in there. And uh, have you ever read what the normal serving size of ice cream is? Half a cup. You know, you, know what, you know what a half a cup of ice cream looks like? Three spoonfuls. That is not normal. 